Welcome to the How to Be Good Enough podcast. I'm Christina Kwan. I help women slipping in and out of depression finally find their self-worth. All opinions are my own and should not be used to substitute help from a mental health professional. But as someone who once thought that suicide was the only option, I can tell you, depression is a mindset. It can be changed. I'm so glad you're here so I can show you how. Let's get started. Hey, people, let's talk about feelings. Feelings are the things we have almost too much of as depressives. All we do is feel. We're overcome by feelings. And when it gets to be too much, we disassociate and numb ourselves to our feelings. I want to make sure that I set you up to use this information in a meaningful way. And, and in order to use what I'll share with you about feelings, it's important that you're on board with the idea that feelings are your own responsibility. What do I mean by that? Well, we're used to blaming everything outside of us for how we feel. I talked about this a bit in episodes two and three about blame and shame cycles. We're used to reacting from our emotions. We go about our lives interacting with the world and it's one reaction to another based on what's happening around us. So we feel completely out of control because we think someone or some situation made us feel a certain way. But it's not possible for anyone or anything to make us feel anything. If this was true, then I could make you fall in love with me. <laughs> Better yet, I could make you feel love for yourself because ultimately that's what I, wa I want most for you. But even if I somehow could channel that feeling for you over this podcast, the only way you would be able to receive it is for you to actually believe that that was possible. And even then, it really would just be how you're thinking about being able to receive a feeling of love for yourself in your own mind. You'd have a thought like, I can feel love for myself because Christina sent it to me through her podcast. And if you believed that to be true, then you'd start to feel that glimmer of love for yourself. But I don't have that power. Only you do. You create feelings within yourself based on the way you interpret whatever's happening around you. It's not much different, I guess, than when therapists tell you to change the story you're telling yourself. But the part that's most important about this is that you realize that only you can control how you feel about what's happening. It's not what anyone else is doing or saying that's making you feel anything. And the same thing goes for anyone else who tells you they feel a certain way because of something you said or did. It's not true. They're feeling a certain way because of the way they're interpreting what you said or did, and that is fully within their own control. I know this might be kind of a difficult idea to swallow, because after all, we're taught from a young age that people can hurt our feelings, and we get punished for hurting other people's feelings. But you're an adult now. And there's no teacher or parent to whine about someone else's behavior. You could try it in the workplace, and maybe you'll be successful in getting your boss to have a conversation with that person. But this just reinforces to you in your own mind that you don't have control over how you feel. So that's the first part. And really what I'll tell you next will be totally irrelevant if you're not on board with me here. You're perfectly welcome to blame your parents, your friends, your enemies, or anyone else for how you feel about yourself. And like I mentioned in the podcast episode about blame and shame cycles, people do live their lives this way and don't get depressed. 
But if you're looking for freedom from judging yourself based on what other people think, this is the key. Because ultimately, the reason why it's so easy to judge yourself based on what other people think is because you share beliefs about yourself that they've shared with you or that you perceive they have of you. You think those thoughts about yourself. For example, if you are a tall person, say you're six feet tall, and someone said to you, wow, you're pretty short, would you think that you're a short person? I mean, maybe if you grew up around people much taller than you, but more than likely you've had the experience of being much taller than everyone else around you. So you'd think what this person is saying to you is a complete joke. So it has nothing at all to do with whatever anyone is saying about you that matters. It has everything to do with how you're thinking about yourself. If someone says, damn, you're a lazy fuck, but you're someone who believes she's a go-getter and has a hard time turning off, then you'll recognize that the comment has more to do with what that other person believes about themselves or believes about the world than it has anything to do with you. But if you're someone who believes she has a hard time getting going and does feel like a lazy fuck most of the time and you constantly feel bad about it, then that comment is going to hit home and you'll hurt your own feelings because you're already judging yourself that way. So what do we do about this? Obviously, we'd rather not go around feeling hurt by everything anyone says or does because we judge ourselves negatively about everything. And what can you do when you're constantly overloaded by your feelings? So the second part of this is to recognize that your feelings are a signal. They're pointing you to some truth you're holding in your mind, something you believe to be so true that it generates a feeling in you. When you have a feeling, it's your indication that you have some thoughts about yourself or the world that's causing you to have a reaction. And this is a very good thing. I want you to think about the last time you tried using mantras, which are just sayings that you repeat over and over again to yourself. Sometimes it works for people, and sometimes it doesn't. My personal opinion is that there's only one effective way to use mantras and they're not often applied in that way, so people just waste their time chanting things to themselves that they don't believe. Because you can see just by the example of mantras that it's possible to have a thought in your mind that you don't believe. How do you know that you don't believe it? Because you don't have a feeling in your body that's, atta- that's attached to that belief. You know when you believe something when it generates some kind of reaction in you. That's why feelings are so important to pay attention to. It's like a built-in awareness tool for what you actually believe about yourself. They can be positive things or negative things, and you only really know when you're looking for them and doing something about it. The way to change your negative thinking is to pay attention to what you're feeling. This is especially important when you find yourself in crying spells or feeling anxious to the point of immobility. The only way out of them or to reduce their emotional impact on you is to become very aware of what it's telling you. When you have a feeling, you want to explore it as best as you can without getting pulled into the emotional tidal wave. This is where I help my clients the most because it's a challenging skill to develop to be able to look at your own thinking when you're experiencing the emotion of it. Feelings are the best opportunity for transformation And the amazing part about it is that you have a lot of them. So you have opportunities in almost every moment to feel better about yourself as long as you commit to paying attention. I know more often than not, you feel controlled by your emotions. You feel overwhelmed by them. They suddenly come and take you over. 
And that's if you're not successful at pushing them away. But you're not out of control. You're simply out of practice. When you're used to being run by your emotions and you're just reacting to everything, it can feel pointless to pay attention to your feelings because clearly having them is the thing that's causing you trouble. But this is the most important part about your change. It's having the commitment to do something about it. Out of all of the feelings that you're capable of experiencing, commitment is absolutely the one you can control right now. Because what is required to feel commitment? It's just a willingness to try. And that is always your choice. Whether or not you give it a shot is entirely up to you, even when you don't feel like it. Because that's the definition of commitment, being willing to try your best even when you don't feel like it. You've done this many times in your life. You've committed to your job, your boss, your parents, your kids, your partner, your career, your education. The only thing you've never considered is committing to yourself and the way you want to be living your life, the person you want to be. It's not something you'll be able to do all at once. Because when you're used to feeling worthless, often committing to yourself feels pointless. But there you go again looking for other people to make you feel better before you'll feel good about yourself. So you come back to taking responsibility for your feelings, recognizing that they're a signal, and bring yourself back to your commitment to figuring this out for yourself. Because you deserve to think of yourself in exactly the way you want to be thinking about yourself. That life of confidence, stability, and security is worth this effort to improve yourself. And how much easier will it be to be you, live your life, when in any given moment you're committed to feeling good about yourself? That's all it takes. And if you want some help keeping yourself on track, then reach out to me. Go to my website, theroaduncovered.com, and send me a message. You're worth it. And getting yourself to that point doesn't have to be difficult especially when you have my help to get you there. Have a fabulous weekend. Bye-bye. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, I'd like to invite you to join my mailing list where I send you weekly insights on how to move the needle on your recovery. Join now and receive a free copy of my Confidence Catalyst workbook. It's designed to help you grow your confidence through exercises that help you see yourself much differently than you have before. Check it out at my website, theroaduncovered.com. I'm looking forward to helping you on your journey out of depression forever. See you there.